Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, if uh, uh, if you uh, suffer, oh no, all right. If you suffer from irritable bowel syndrome, you'll know that the question of what you eat is a daily issue and one that can go horribly wrong if you make the wrong choice. Karen O'Donoghue from Cork knows this too, but says the bread she eats makes a huge difference. Now, based in Mayo via London, she runs the Happy Tummy Company that makes that bread. Karen, good afternoon to you. Hi, Sean. How are you? Not too bad. Now, now you did have, uh, you do have uh, IBS, I should say. What led you to think that maybe bread could help you out? Um, I suppose by nature, I'm quite mathematical and scientific um, and grew up just obsessing over bread um, and, and started baking when I was four years of age. And so I guess with this really diabolical issue that kind of affected me from a very early age into my early 20s. I guess I was motivated to come up with a food solution that worked um, and thus kind of went down the bread rabbit hole um, and, and bread being such a tremendous source of fibre. Um, I kind of knew that was going to work. And then obviously the process that you put on top of that, whether that be a, sp- a soak, a sprout or ferment, um, was going to kind of, I guess, unlock all the nourishment in the grains, nuts and seeds that I was baking with at the time to ultimately make that bread the effective product that it is today for me and, you know, hundreds of other people. Uh, how long were you experimenting with various recipes for? Um, 18 months, um, probably in a in a very kind of scientific way. Um, but I guess I've probably been, you know, on, on a on a bread course for, for most of my life. But um, in terms of coming up with this specific recipe that now lots of other people are using, um, 18 months exactly. Right. OK. So were you kind of using yourself as a guinea pig during that time to a certain extent? Yeah, exactly. And others. Um, there were a lot of people um, in London at the time that were going through the same um, symptoms and challenges as I was and, and were very happy to, to guinea pig on bread. Right. OK. So, you know, a bit of a risk, though. I would imagine, you know, there may have been one or two that were kind of, were there one or two that were kind of nasty when it turned as it turned out? Uh, no. Oh, I, okay. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but so then why did it take 18 months? What was it that, that was missing from the the previous iterations of the bread? Oh, pardon me. Um, yeah, so I suppose um, with the iterations, yeah, so taste obviously is key. Um, with the other iterations, it was just maybe some some ones ended up being too acidic or just just overly fermented um, or or some some processes were just too laborious to ever even get to the person you know to begin with they they were just too involved um and so i suppose the 18 months also covered you you know a huge amount of just scientific research so just reading 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 um and and i would say to be honest it was the reading and the making sense of the information and kind of creating the equations that are the recipes that really was was the more robust work when the ingredients came on top of that um that would that was kind of the quickest part of it the the big work really went into the specific equation that works today and uh, people would be familiar with those little yogurts you could buy the little you know uh, um uh, that help your microbiome is this essentially bread that does something very similar to that so those yogurts are probiotics. Mm. So essentially, they're good gut bacteria. Um, and those are of huge value to us. But 
I became more fascinated with prebiotics, which is what we we make. So prebiotics basically fertilize the growth of what's already in your body. Um, and so that is more effective as a product for people because you could be ingesting probiotics that are completely foreign to your body and, and won't really take to your body. Um, however, if you eat a high prebiotic fiber diet, you will ultimately fertilize the growth of your own unique microbiome and fertilize the growth of new varieties. And the more varieties that you have in your gut, the more food you can handle and break down. Right. Okay. Now, and as part of this uh, 18 months of research, I, I assume was kind of finding uh, uh, the right ingredients. Tell us what's TEF, T-E-F-F. Um, so TEF is the seed of love grass and love grass is the oldest grass in the world. It was first domesticated on the Ethiopian highlands in and around 8000 BC. So it precursors amaranth, corn, wheats of all varieties. Um, and it's the size of a poppy seed. And because of that, it's very difficult for millers to mill it into a white flower and a brown flower, as people probably understand. Um, mm. So it, it's only ever possible to buy it in its whole grain form, which is unlike every other grain out there. Every other grain you can split into its bran, into its endosperm and its white and, and things like that. So um, I guess it makes it a very trustworthy grain. It's also out of all the grains in the world, it's the only grain to have vitamin C. Um, and one of the reasons I love it so much is it's got a huge amount of prebiotic fiber in it. Um, and then thirdly, it's got a huge amount of iron. And so people that are on a vegan or plant-based diet, or indeed athletes that burn through their iron stores quite quickly, it's just, it's a dream ingredient for those kind of people. Is it hard to get a hold of then? If it's yeah, so hard to mill. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the biggest hurdle really was it, 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 Ethiopia was only legally allowed to export it a few years ago. Um, and we were luckily the first company in Britain to import it into Britain at the time. Um, and now and now we're importing it through Lovegrass into Ireland. Right. Um, and we're probably the only company in Ireland that's actually selling Ethiopian TEF. So there's TEF being grown in other parts of the world, but the genome they're using would only be fed to horses in Ethiopia. And so it's advisable to get your TEF uh, through Ethiopian means. <laughs> right. Now, it takes you three days to make a loaf. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, we we blend all the ingredients together and, and we soak the first phase Um and then two days later, uh, we'll add the next set of ingredients. Um, and that sits for maybe an hour or so uh, before uh, it's spread and things like that um, into tins and then goes into the oven for bake. Right. OK. But but do you have to kind of leave it for 48 hours or something to kind of let all these things melt, melt together? Exactly. And in some cases, it will be longer. It, it, like things do vary based on our schedule at the Tioch as well. Um, and so, you know, there have been times where we've we've fermented for four days and some customers actually can't handle the flavor from that ferment. Um, and, and so, you know, they, they'll 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 ask us that they go on a Wednesday or a Thursday because they customers get used to the soaking periods that we use as well. So but in general, a general rule of thumb is is two days. OK, so but the longer that you'd soak it, the, 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 the stronger the taste would be. But that would be the situation. Exactly. For someone who is unaccustomed to the flavour of teff and is unaccustomed to the flavour of something soaked or fermented, um, it might, you know, it, it'll be unusual and, and, it, and it will be different. And what I've discovered is that sometimes when people taste something unusual, 
their immediate gut reaction is to say, I don't like it. But, yes. But yeah, but that doesn't happen very often. Now, I mean, we'll I, and so if somebody's to see it, is it more like a granary bread it, it, just to look at? Um, to be honest with you, it's unlike anything. It looks more like a brown cake. Okay. Uh, bread is probably not an adequate way of describing it, but nur is cake. Um, I mean, for years I've struggled to give it a name and and it was it's actually customer feedback that just continues to give it maybe the title and name it deserves. Um, and so I tend to kind of lean on customers for the description and its title more than more than us. Yeah. And now Karen uh, kindly sent us up um, uh, a loaf and uh, I haven't opened it up yet, but I had to use both hands to pick it up. It weighs a ton. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, there's a lot of nuts in there. There's a lot of seeds. Teff is a heavy grain by nature. Um, you know, there's three eggs per loaf that we get from a regenerative farm in Galway. Um, you know, yeah, it, it, it's a beast of a thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is. Now, then I, I take it from that then that this is not something that you're going to, you know, slap a couple of slices into the toaster of a morning and then make a sandwich with it later on. I mean, that's what I do. But uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I suppose whatever. I mean, look, everyone's got their different use cases. I think the beauty of the product, Sean, is that for it to be effective, all you need to put on it is some olive oil or butter and jam. So you don't need to go overly complicated with toppings. Um, and if anything, what I've noticed from doing consultations with people is that the simpler you keep the toppings, the more effective it is. And so we've had customers that were like putting chicken and avocado and salad and sprouts and everything on it. And it was just all too much for them, given where they were in their kind of microbiome journey. Um, and so it's it's designed to just keep it simple. Butter and jam, peanut butter, a fried egg if you fancy it. But yeah, just keeping it simple is the best way to eat it. Yeah, it's 25 quid a loaf though. So I assume people would be tend to use it sparingly. Yeah, absolutely. And with this way of buying food and eating food, there tends to be absolutely no waste, which is incredible because the bakery industry as an industry creates the most amount of waste out of any, um, any food stuff. Does it? What kind of yeah, there's huge, I mean, well, like, I mean, I, I think anyone this summer who's staying in a hotel needs to just sit at a breakfast table and we'll get, you know, the triangles of, of sliced bread toasted that inevitably people are eating less and less of because they know it's not healthy. Um, and it's kind of there for theatre's sake. And then it mm. goes into the bin. You know, there's there's just there's so much bread that's being made um, without demand uh, that ends up in the bin. Yeah, how long um, how long does the loaf last for? Uh, two weeks in the fridge um, and seven days at room temperature. Okay, um, so it's designed so that you have two slices every day for seven days. If you're using it to manage either a gut related symptom, or you're managing it just because you are searching for better better health. And would you contend that in terms of symptoms of IBS, it gets rid of them all together, or greatly reduces them? For me and for nearly everyone, for 99.9%, it gets rid of them altogether. Um, there's maybe been one or two cases that I can recall off the top of my head where the person has just been like, you know what, it's not worked for me. Um, but it, it's it's got an almost 100% hit rate, yes. Karen, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Karen O'Donoghue there, a founder of the Happy Tummy Company, uh, now located in Westport and County Mayo. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We'll take a break. Back in a couple of secs. 
Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.